Hi, Sal and Im. Um, happy 100th episode. I wanted to say thank you so much for this pod because you guys really lifted me and held me at times when I was feeling very, very low and I felt like there was no one that understood. But you certainly helped me feel validated and that I wasn't alone. How has my grief changed? It's almost been two years since my dad passed away very suddenly. Um, To say that it changed me profoundly as a person would be an understatement. But what I can say to those who are in the early stages is that the missing and the longing never goes away. But the pain, that sharp pain that you have every day, it does dull. So instead of maybe like a serrated sharp knife, it becomes more like a butter knife. And those moments of extreme sadness, they will come, but less often. Those moments of joy followed with a pang of wishing they were here, they will continue. But there will be days where you think of your person and you can't help but be grateful and smile rather than having the days where thinking of them just makes you feel empty and lonely. You're listening to Good Morning, the podcast talking all things grief with honesty and humour. Guys, you are listening to Good Morning Podcast, and this is our final episode of Season 7, and it's also our 100th episode. Holy crap, Sal. Get the trumpets out, guys. What? <laughs> I was going to try and do a trumpet noise. I'm not going to try and no, do a trumpet do noise. What a bloody milestone, though. 100 episodes. Wow. Can you believe it? No, I can't. And I find it so weird to think that like people are out there listening to us talking every day. Well, can we also just talk about how we've moved from the top 1% of podcasts globally (gasps) to the top 0.5% globally? And I was having a look at like what the global rank means and it's like out of over 3 million podcasts in the world. What? (sighs) Pretty, pretty amazing. I'm really proud of us to think from that, you know, day that we sat on my sofa recording our first pod. You know, to where we are now, our 100th episode, it's been, you know, such a joy, hasn't it? Dedication, joy. Yeah, it's great. It's great to be here. What a a journey it's been. What a journey it's been. Oh, gosh. I remember so vividly that time sitting on the couch at your place in your apartment and we were like, what are we doing? And we were just just like, let's go for it. And it was... I mean, we've come a long way. Like, to be honest, I can't actually go back and listen to those earlier episodes. It's just cringe town. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. But you know what? I think it's they're still important because they so share important. our raw vulnerability at, at that time. And I think people in the early days of grief can probably really connect to them. But I, yeah, I just, it, so much has happened. And we thought it would be good to spend a little bit of time today reflecting on how our grief has evolved then versus now, Mm -hmm. but also get you guys involved too. Sharing your kind of stories, advice, thoughts, insights, reflections on your grief too. 
So stay tuned for our community voice messages towards the end of this episode. We love hearing from you guys and we think it's so important to give you guys a voice too. Totally. And I think even if you are years into your loss, it's just interesting to hear how other people are coping, what their experience, their journey's been like. Because often we might not hear from others or we might not get an insight into how other people cope or what their kind of grief has looked like and how it's shown up for them. So I think it's really important to share share these stories, isn't it? And do a bit of reflection because often when we're grieving, we probably don't reflect on things and see how far we've come. Um, so it's good to give that space, isn't it? We don't actually do that a lot and we should. And I think sometimes people can feel like they're just taking 10 steps back and you, but you don't see that, you know, all of the work that it's taken to get to where you are and we're all surviving every day, right? Exactly. And often we're just putting one foot in front of the other. So we're not necessarily thinking about how, how we are coping and, and, and doing well. But, you know, grief is bloody hard mm. and it should be celebrated that we're able to get through it and move, you know, forward very slowly. So I'm actually excited to, like, get stuck into this and and hear from you and I. I'm excited to hear about myself. No, I'm joking. I'm excited to hear, like, how our grief has evolved. You know, looking back to that time, we did start the pod and we were sitting on that couch and we were so vulnerable and so raw, mm. like... What did your grief feel like for you then, Sal? Can you remember? It was, so I think I was about 10 months in Mm -hmm. um, when we first started the pod and it was all consuming. It really was. It was constant. It was daily. It was something that I thought about all the time. Uh, Grief bombs were like ever present. I was... Uh, you know obviously when we we started the pod we kind of coined the term grief bombs because they were happening to us so frequently for anyone who is new to the pod a grief bomb is what they call like the wave of waves of grief when you just all of a sudden are overcome with grief and it might be triggered by something small or you might even not really know why it just happens right and you just feel really griefy all of a sudden um And also I was having grief sessions all the time. Again, new Mm. listeners, grief sessions where you get the cards, the photos, and you kind of have a good old cry and, you know, get all the um, sentimental stuff out. We've basically created a whole new language for grief. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we've done here. And that is a reflection in itself. Like, I'm Mm. proud of us for that because I think, you know, we've made, um, we've given, coined some terms for stuff that maybe people didn't realise were a thing or Mm. didn't really know how to articulate before. But I remember that my emotions were constantly on a a knife's edge like some days I'll be walking around and I could feel it's hard to explain but it's like I think you'll know what I mean I could feel that like I was so sensitive and I was so emotional that it was like almost like a tiny pinprick it was gonna all come out you know Mm. you're just like it's there right under the surface like that woman with the dog that time (laughs) where it all came out do you remember yes oh my god yes (laughs) yeah woman at the woman when I was walking like snapped at me um, because my, one of my dogs got in her way and then that was it. It's like, just all came out. Um, but also the constant exhaustion. So mm. at that point still, it was just, I just felt constantly drained, um, drained and emotional. So that was that was me back then. Mm. But also energised by the thought of talking about something that we don't talk about. 
Yeah, it was a funny and mix, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, it was a mixed bag, and I felt really like our energy between us. I remember all those nights after work, you know, on Zoom, brainstorming the pod, and that was like I think a really exciting time for us both amidst a lot of shit, you know. God, I did not know how we were doing all that. Anyway, we'll get stuck into that more. But can you remember when things started to shift for you? I mean, you've just talked about how you were feeling like you're on a knife's edge. You were having constant grief bombs. Like, when did some of those things start to subside? I think around the 18-month mark for me. Mm -hmm. So around... So we've probably been doing the pod for about six or seven months. And I feel like I started to not be constantly consumed by things and not constantly feeling yes. like my emotions were under the surface and the grief sessions, they still happened, but they weren't happening all the time. And I think that was a big marker for me, actually, the frequency. There was a point in time when we we were not long into the pub where the grief sessions were basically it felt like every Sunday for sure (laughs) I would have a grief sesh um, but also throughout the week as well and I feel like they they started to become there was more time in between them and I think that was a that was a big indicator for me that something was shifting what about you Im what like what do you remember about yourself back when we first started the pod like how you how was your grief heavy yeah it was heavy wasn't it It heavy heavy. dark like a thick weight of blanket weighing you down like oh it's dark it's hard to go back into that place Mm. in my mind I was a completely different version of myself to what I am now um I was I was in a really dark place like back then. So it would have been around the six month mark for me. Mm-hmm. Six months in any loss is so it's like it just happened yesterday. It's so fresh. And then do six you, Do you ever think it's wild that you managed to start the podcast and do what you did then <laughs> yep. six months into your mum taking her own life? When when I say it, it sounds so bizarre. Because I think it's amazing that you did that and that you were even able to do that. I think it's quite remarkable. Six months, like now, through the work that we do, we know like how fresh that is. So it's quite it's quite amazing, really. Hats off to you, Im. It's not you know (sighs) it's not common thing to be able to put yourself out there. It's not. I don't think it's a normal thing to do. But I'd like it, it again. Without sounding too woo-woo, this is where I feel like it was happening to us. Like, I don't think it was a conscious decision. I'm going to go and start a podcast and I'm going to go talk about, you know, what's happening to me in this time in my life right now. It was just happening for me. Like, and it was just something I felt was my purpose and I was getting pulled into doing it. And Mm -hmm. it's almost like a complete blur. Like, I, I, I think back now to that time and I'm like, how did I actually do that? And juggling a newborn, like I had a baby yeah, and a traumatic grief. Like, it's just, I don't know how. I was like, yeah, let's just start a podcast. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like you said, it, it was happening to us. And we, I'd never thought about starting a podcast before. I actually yeah. thought my, I didn't think I had a voice for podcasting. And. Got a fake the face for it. 
<laughs> Great face for radio. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. You know, I love your face. Oh, and <laughs> yeah, we. I, I remember we sat there, didn't we? We were talking about what could we do to help other people who were feeling like we were and then we just had the idea didn't we let's start a podcast Mm. and then it was just like it just happened from there and it was not really it was never a thought before and then from that thought it was just like boom and then here we are 100 episodes later and I think (sighs) yeah it is like I feel that way too like it was meant to be we were meant to be doing this yeah if it does feel like a purpose and it's also like our honor to like serve other people you know that's what we that's what we want to do and I think Mm. yeah we both feel very energized by by it in a weird way well I'll be honest like good morning like starting good morning was just so it was so healing like it was so important at that time like if we were reflecting back to where I was at in Mm. you know in those early months like I had no hope for the future everything was dark. I was like, my life is fucked. I, what's the point of anything anymore? And it gave me a why it gave me a reason to keep going. And I have my daughter and I know, of course, that was one of my huge reasons for getting out of bed in the morning. But I have always been one of those people that I need something, you know, that I'm working towards and working on and something for myself as well. And I think it, it really helped give me that why and like keep going. And also, we haven't gone into the circumstances around what happened to my mum, but they're fucking traumatic and tragic and awful. And mm. the idea of her death being for nothing, I couldn't live with that. So I was like, I need to, you know, make something from her death to make it make sense for me. And I know I'm not telling anyone that you need to go and make meaning from your loved one's death, but for me personally, that was something that I needed to do. I just, I don't know why, um, but it's something that I think really helped me move forward and use all of that anger that I had and all of that hatred that I was feeling and every grief and everything to fuel me to do good with it and not let it eat me up and Mm -hmm. swallow me whole because it so easily could have Sal. And you know that like where I was at when I met you, I was ruminating. I was traumatized. I was like, I couldn't see good and Mm. good morning became the good that I needed. And it's just so beautiful that it was able to help so many others in the process. And it's just turned into something that we couldn't have ever imagined, hasn't it? I just, I never ever imagined that we would be here today and that it would be reaching tens of hundreds of thousands of people across Mm. the world and helping them like we get messages don't we a lot of random emails and dms saying thank you your podcast has helped me feel less alone it's it's really helped me um and that just means the world doesn't it to know Mm. that just having these conversations are helping people who feel alone and Im, i'd love to know like because i do remember how dark it was for you and how difficult it was in the early days you were very much like a different person to be honest um how is your grief now? What does your grief look like? Great question. I think... I think like you, it's shifted in that 
I don't, it's not all consuming. And that's something that I could never wrap my head around how it couldn't be. Um, I remember, vividly remember a conversation we had where I said to you, oh, I haven't thought about my mum for a few hours. And you were like, what? What? Yeah. Poor. I, I hate to say it, I was envious. I was envious of you in that time. I'm like, fuck, that must be nice to not be like all consumed by it. Um, but you said to me, you're like, yeah, it will happen. It will, it will, it will eventually happen. But I think because of the trauma, like the trauma that I hadn't processed and worked through yet, that was keeping me stuck in that loop, you know, and that ruminating constantly and thinking about it. Cause that was a, that was a big thing for me, wasn't it? And I always talk about it all the time, like how long have you gone without like thinking about your mum? Yeah. But the it was thing, a big thing. Yeah. And the, but the thing with that is I know a lot of people get frightened about forgetting their loved one, but it's not about that. It wasn't about that for me. Cause I think about my mum every day and I always will, I'll always miss her, but it's that preoccupation of like, I can't think of anything else other than the fact that my mum is dead. Mm-hmm. And so I really welcomed those breaks and I, I, I have them now. Like I can go hours now. I'm like, Oh, like a whole, a whole afternoon or a whole more, like, probably not in the morning. I think I think about her at some point when I wake up, but I can go a long chunk now. Mm. And I never thought I would get there. I honestly never thought I'd get there, but I welcome it. I welcome it so hard because it's just, it's so exhausting being all consumed and preoccupied by those thoughts. And it's not healthy. It's it's not a no. healthy way to grieve. Like they talk about, um, there's the dual process model theory, mm. which talks about, in order to grieve healthily, we need to move between loss-oriented ways of being and coping and restoration-oriented ways of being and coping. We need to grieve, but we also need to to have time away from thinking about it, to watch Netflix, to, you know, hang out with friends, to not be consumed by grief. We need to oscillate between the two. And otherwise, it's just, like you say, it's so, so draining, isn't it? Yeah, so draining. And I think I couldn't understand how I wouldn't be all consumed by it and I couldn't understand what I needed to do to not be in that place. But the work that we've done through Good Morning, the amazing conversations that we've had with world-leading experts, like I think I've got a really strong toolkit like you do, Mm -hmm. like things that have really helped me get there quick Get there fucking quick. Like, I'll be honest, I think I've got here quick to a good place where I'm like not all consumed. I'm not traumatized anymore. I'm feeling probably more grounded and calm and centered in my body than I have since I was 17 years old. Like to have gotten there in not even four years after the most traumatic loss I could imagine going through. Like, I I think it's really helped. And I, I think it's because Ant made a really good point. He's like, you guys have been studying grief mm. through, through the podcast or, you know, all the conversations you have, yeah. the work that you're doing, the book that you wrote. Like it, it is like a we're learning almost like a, a, like a fast track, isn't it, to the ways that we can help ourselves and the insights that, that we've learned. Like it's amazing that you feel that you've got that far, like even mm. from stuff like your anxiety that you had since you were 17 stuff that was way beyond before your mum's death yeah my mental health was not incredible i think grief does that doesn't it i know for us both like and and maybe it's the same for some of the listeners 
you almost grief is kind of the trigger point to then start to peel back some of the layers that Mm. you realize there's other stuff that that's maybe kind of coming to the surface yeah what's been one of your kind of biggest things that have resurfaced well not resurfaced but surfaced after your mum died that you worked through that you Um, wouldn't have done otherwise I think I think addressing my anxiety I think because I've always been quite a um, driven person and perhaps I think I've got like what's it called like high high performing anxiety maybe Mm -hmm. but I got diagnosed with um, ADHD about a year and a bit ago now and all of that is interconnected and I think I have sort of realized my anxiety has been there for a very long time but I was always just labeled like a worrier or you know just sensitive but actually I've really learned how to um be more comfortable with with that side of myself and how to help manage my anxious thoughts and like over worrying because that was triggered very much more so by the sudden death of mum so I've always been anxious but then mum died and it just went to town I think another thing that I've learned more about is boundaries with myself and with other people um and it, uh, expressing my needs I don't think I really ever expressed my needs before um mum mm, died and I think that's just, so sad and it makes me well. sad for little Sal I know I think just also being more compassionate with myself, mm. with other people, you know, I think honestly, like so many things I could bang on about it for <laughs> ages, but I do think it kind of um, leveled me out a little bit and also made me get to know myself a bit more. Definitely. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Im? Um, A lot of the similar stuff, like definitely the mental health stuff, like I had a chronic anxiety disorder like actually disordered anxiety where it was called generalized anxiety disorder where you just constantly worry about everything and you're just always in your head like I just lived in my head and it was not a nice place to live and um one of the best things has been just learning about that disconnect between our body and our mind you know and 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 we just think that we go to talk therapy and we'll get over this, you know, anxiety disorder, but it never quite got there for me. And after mum died and grief got so bloody physical, like the body keeps the score, it really bloody does. I was forced to start like digging deeper and be like, what's happening to my body? Like I feel so frightened in my body Mm. and just some of the incredible conversations that we've had. I know meeting Rebecca Jacks and doing, her somatic work so breath work and now we've gone into doing kundalini like that's changed my life like my I feel like my mind and my body are finally connected and I've worked through really heavy trauma that I had been carrying around since childhood same as you Sal like it all stems from childhood that stuff unless you've gone through a significant trauma from then like a lot of these anxiety disorders and and mental health issues like unprocessed stuff that we're carrying around and not and not dealing with because you go to the gp and they just go take these antidepressants which i do think have their place but for me it wasn't getting to the root of the problem it wasn't Mm. actually solving it for me so i think yeah just learning about the mind body connection and getting back in touch with my body and uh, giving myself the space to process 
emotions in a safe space and and not judge them like for me like anger is a huge one like my default is just anger if I, someone hurts me I get angry if I get you know it's just uh, so much anger and I I would judge myself or others would judge you know such an angry you know why are you so angry rah, rah, rah. but it's like it's just fuck it's just an emotion that I'm feeling because I can't express how I'm feeling you know? And I think for you, learning how to respond, not react has been a big one, hasn't it? That's been a huge one. Such a big one. Like I was so reactive before, such a hothead. Like, and now I'm able to kind of take a beat and be like, okay. And also look at a situation like from a few different angles. Like before I just feel the hurt that they've caused me and then be so reactive and angry about that. But now I'll sit back and I'll be like well, they're probably having a bad day because of something that happened to them in 1974. Like, you know, it's that compassion that I now feel like you just mentioned where you can actually think, okay, well, maybe this isn't about me. Not everything's about me. Yeah, and not everything is, right? And it's, yeah. that's, you know, it is. It, that's important to remember because I think we can take things so personally, especially when we're grieving. Um mm. It's yeah, I think I think for me as well, something that's been really important is understanding that not everybody can be what you need them to be, but it doesn't mean that they don't care. I think we talk about this yes. in our books, don't we, about friendship buckets and like people playing different roles in your life. And that's been a really big one for me because not everyone is going to be the most amazing emotional support for you. It's just some people just, it's not them, but they are practical. They might be amazing at helping you plan the funeral, but they might not be the person that kind of comes and sits next to you and puts their arm around you and goes, talk to me, Yeah, you know? And I think sometimes when we're grieving, we can often feel like because we're feeling so emotional that everyone should be leveling it with us emotionally and be there to support us emotionally. But actually, if you can reframe like, you might have a friend that is really social and great for a night out and they're your social support friend. Or you might have a friend that gets really deep with you and is able to meet you in that emotional place. That's great. They're your emotional support friend. Maybe you've got a practical friend who Mm. will help you with all of the probate stuff. And I think it's like just, and some people are more surface level, but we need those friendships sometimes as well. So I think that's been really helpful for me to like redefine different categories and not put so much pressure and expectation on all of my friends to be amazing at checking in all the time. I know it does I know it means that they still care about me. And I think that's the same that you have with Ben, right? And your relationship, not expecting him to play every role. And I think that translates into our friendships as well. So that's been a really big learning for me. Obviously, if, if people are shit um, and not supporting or, you know, they're just not being a good friend, reassess. But I think with, you know, expecting everybody to be the way that you want them to be, you can do yourself a lot of um, emotional... I guess it's not harm, but it can be really draining if you're expecting everyone to show up and they don't. So I think having that kind of perspective can actually just be really helpful for you personally. Yeah, expectations has been a big learning for us, hasn't it? Like Totally. It all comes down to expectations and how we manage our hurt and disappointment. You know, and yeah. I just think letting go of... <laughs> 
letting go of all those expectations of people and of yourself. Like, gosh, grievers. Like, we put so many unrealistic expectations on ourselves, don't we? Absolutely. I think we, you know, we expect that we need to be, oh, you know, kind of almost like moving through grief at a certain pace or that we should be at a certain point um, or that we shouldn't be feeling always emotional or that we shouldn't, you know, be feeling okay. You know, all the things I think just mm. for anyone who's new in their grief, just remove any expectations. Like your grief is so individual to you. It's you, you you can't compare yourself to other people because it's just, there's no one size fits all, is there, Ian? What would you say to someone who was new in their grief? What, like, what would you, what advice would you give them? Oh, what advice would I give someone who was new in their grief? Something that helped me was minute by minute, breath by breath, like not even day by day, just minute by minute, like just try not to look into the future Mm -hmm. and it's so overwhelming and it's impossible it's impossible to imagine a future without your person so don't do it like that for me was massive because anytime I'd look into the future I'd fucking spiral and it would just get worse and worse and worse so go micro I know Rebecca Sofa told us that advice but yeah just just drip it all back and focus on what's in front of you right in this moment and everything else will eventually figure itself out because it does and I think that going micro is actually a really good form of self-care when Mm. you are so deep in grief just lower your expectations on what is realistically achievable for you as well and just strip it all back focus on the present it's not always easy to do and that's why i think things like mindfulness meditation even yoga and being you know maybe even doing like 10 minutes of yoga where you are actively in your body can help bring you back into that present moment and they they can be really helpful tools can't they we talk Mm -hmm. about the mind body connection like really kind of centering yourself when you feel so out of control um just trying to connect with yourself in that way but guys, we could go on as always. This yeah. could be a three hour I mean, episode. it is our 100th episode. So we have gone on for 100 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> still, still talking the same shit. No, we hope that we're not still talking the same shit because it's cha- it changes all the time. Grief is constantly evolving as we mature, as we grow up, as we go through different events in our life. Like it's ever changing and it's not going anywhere. Like we're never going to get rid of our grief, but your relationship with your loss can can change and it can get to a place where it's it's manageable and it's, I don't know, I feel like I'm, like, would you agree? Like your grief yeah. is that like sacred now? Like, Well, yeah, because it's your connection to the mm. person and we never want to lose that love and connection for them, right? But we no. integrate the loss into our lives and we learn to live with it. And I remember like, as my grief started to evolve and become more manageable, I used to have like a bit of a crisis and say to Ant, like, you know, I'm not like having grief bombs every day. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, but you're still grieving, but you still, you know, you need to show people how your grief changes. Mm. People aren't going to want to listen to you being in that same spot. Like grief does change. You are on a journey with it. Like, don't feel bad that you're not like having grief bombs every day like um just 
just be open with your journey and I think that's what we've done and I think people who are listening who are fresh in their grief you know maybe it gives some hope or some perspective on how it can change and how it's with you and people who are a little bit further on in their journey maybe able to relate and it's just it's that comfort isn't it in knowing that other people are going through it with you definitely don't compare yourself to others like if you're listening to this and you're four years in and you're like nowhere near feeling where we're at don't sit there feeling bad about that everyone's journey is so unique to them and again like we've been studying grief we've like committed everything to to grief but please don't sit here if you are further along being like oh I'm doing it wrong because you're not you're not at all it's your journey and it's so different for everyone and like even you know next week it may look very different for Sal and I. Where we're sitting here right now today recording this 100th episode is this is where we're at right now and it changes so frequently. So just please, 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 if you do anything today, do not compare your grief to anyone else's because it's yours and yours alone. Wise words, Im. Mic drop. <laughs> and just before we go, guys, we always talk about the importance of keeping your person's memory alive, whether that is through simply saying their name, sharing their story, honouring them through words. And we've partnered with My Tributes, which is an online um, space where you can honour your person, share their story, keep their memory alive. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, check out the link in our show notes. Let's get into your thoughts and reflections on your grief and how it's changing, it has changed, it's evolved, maybe it hasn't. Let's listen. Hi, my name's Sal and I lost my husband seven months ago, so my grief is still evolving. Um, But I know it will continue to evolve and I, I will survive and I know what's going on because of your podcast. It was the single most brilliant thing that got me out of bed I'd put the podcast on and go for a walk listening to it. And it I'm not underestimating the importance of what that your podcast did. Just your honesty and the reality of what's going on. There is no hiding from it. And it gave me tools to cope, find out what worked for me. And your guest speakers, I'm so well educated on how to get through this. And I don't feel alone. Thank you. Oh, Sally and M, what can I say? Hi, this is Kat. Um, All that really comes to mind is that piece of writing I had sent to you when I was in Megan Devine's grief writing class. I no longer remember the prompt, but I remember writing about how your podcast and the two of you made me feel so seen and validated and understood and so loved and comforted as you took me through your own stories and the stories of your guests. And I laughed and I cried with all of you. And I ended the writing with the words, they feel like my mom. And I still believe that to this day. Uh, I found you two and your podcast about three months after my mom died. It was the height of the pandemic. We couldn't have a proper funeral for her. I couldn't go anywhere, do anything, see anyone. So the loneliness of grief was just excruciating and brutal. And all I did was drive around for hours and hours, uh, listening to your podcast and Carrie Ad Lloyd's Griefcast podcast. And I say with all sincerity that I think you guys saved me. So congratulations on an amazing, amazing service you've offered to the world. 
I don't think you'll ever understand how many lives you have touched. And I love you both. Bye-bye. Hi, guys. Um, just want to say thank you so much for everything that you do, um, for everybody out there who is struggling with their grief. Um, my grief has evolved. I lost my dad suddenly um, last year in August. He was my best friend. He was the male role model for my kids. Um, so, And I'm a single parent, so grieving with my kids and being strong for my mom and my, oh my goodness it was really hard the first three months I can't even remember to be honest six months started to kind of focus on things more so um got a little bit okay there and then the 12 month mark hit and it's like we lost him all over again um but 12 months was really really hard actually and that took a good six weeks eight weeks to come out the other side but I, I feel I feel okay now it's never going to be good but it does get okay love to all I have learned a lot about how to help friends who are in their grief it's been amazing listening to you guys and I feel like I'm way more understanding and way more prepared on how to help loved ones when I see them experiencing deep grief. So thank you so much. Hi, Salonim. Um, I lost my mum um, at the end of April this year and she was my best friend and I was just completely floored um, by the grief of it. Um, I'm a doctor myself and thought I knew about grief but I, it turns out, knew nothing about grief and I did not expect the physical symptoms of it this fatigue the brain fog was huge and the anxiety and it meant that I needed to have three months off work before I was able to help anybody else but one night um that I couldn't sleep I found your podcast and went on to buy a book and it just has pulled me out of the thick of my grief one th huge thing for me was to realize that I was an intuitive griever which really helped me understand because I was frustrated with my family being a very different type of griever um, and that just really helped me and now I do daily meditation um, journaling, look for signs, exercise and my grief feels so much lighter and I'm back at work now and managing to cope with the tools and techniques that you recommended in your podcasts and your books so I'm just eternally grateful. Thank you so much. I'm so thankful I found you. Um, your found your podcast. My dad died June 26, 2022 and it was so hard I was crying for months every day and then it would I would cry because I realized I didn't cry for a day and you've helped me to move forward to take one day at a time having griefy moments is a regular part of my vocabulary I um I talk about my dad and 
it's a long story, but my mom died less than a year later. Um, but I talk about them all the time and I feel like because of you, I have learned that it's okay to do so, that it's okay to talk about my loved ones and it's opened up a lot of friendships with people who have lost their loved ones and given them an opportunity, even if it's been 20 plus years, it's given them an opportunity to talk about their, their person. Hi, my name is Charlotte. I'm from Germany and I'm a big fan of your podcast. The work you do is incredible and very important. Um, I've experienced a lot of grief in my life. When I was 15 years old, my mom died in an accident. And when I was 32, my dad died of cancer. So at 32, I had lost both of my parents. The two losses were kind of different because with my mom, I wasn't prepared at all. It was completely sudden. I wasn't a child anymore at 15, but I also wasn't a grown-up. The loss left me with severe anxiety, panic attacks, and it was really horrible. It destroyed a part of me. And with my dad, I was sort of prepared. He had been fighting cancer for four years um, and eventually died from it. I had this anticipatory grief, I guess. But what I also realized when he eventually died in 2019 is you're never truly prepared, even though you know you're not prepared for what's going to happen. I was very close with both of my parents, loved them so much. I miss them every day. I talk to them in my mind every day. And sometimes I wonder what life would have been if I hadn't lost both of them so early. Hi, guys. Um, I just wanted to leave a voice note. Um, I'm really early in my uh, grief. It's been seven weeks um, tomorrow since my boyfriend died. Um, and specifically, I wanted to say thank you to you. Um, in those first few days, I had to do a lot of driving around, um, back and forth between his parents' house and my house, friends' houses. Um, I couldn't really um, stay at home and um, I couldn't listen to music. I found it too hard. It's too connected to us. Um, everything I heard just reminded me of him. So the first thing I did was Google on Apple Podcasts grief and yours came up and I just started listening. Um, a couple of weeks later, I went and bought your book. And yesterday, um, my my boyfriend's mum just received in the post from me a copy of your book. Um, so she's going to start reading that now and we'll hopefully start listening to the podcast. But I just wanted to say thank you because you've really, really helped me more than you know in these early stages. And... I honestly don't know how I would have gotten through seven weeks without you. So thank you so much for what you're doing. You you should be so proud of yourself. Hi, Sal and Em. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for your podcast and your book. Um, my mum died two and a half years ago and my dad died when I was a teenager. I'm 31 now and... Um, since my mum died I kind of found 
the world of grief podcasts and social media which has been huge in helping me feel much less lonely and isolated in this which is something I was really struggling with and your podcast has kind of been the main one I've listened to and played a huge huge part in my healing and me learning so much about grief and myself and like I say just feeling so much less isolated and your book again has just been so helpful so I'm just hugely hugely grateful to you both so thank you very very much I had to jump on this. My mom died two years ago and everything that I never expected would happen, happened. I was sinking so incredibly fast that first year. It was all of the secondary grievy things. It was hurt. It was abandonment. It was just way too much to experience all on your own. And my body was literally the scoreboard of all of this heavy, heavy stuff. And when I say heavy, I mean, I gained some weight, 30 pounds. So it's a literal aspect of this. I couldn't sleep. I was eating. I'm pretty sure I was binge eating, but I mean, this is an honest place to in a safe place. (laughs) So I couldn't do anything. I had two frozen shoulders. I had pain just everywhere. And I was just aware I was just storing everything internally. So I started my own Instagram called I'm grief as an outlet and a release, a way for me to grieve and store it in the cloud rather than my body. And just now two years later, and four months since my mom died, I have put the potato chips down, I started allowing myself to live alongside my grief rather than inside of it I can move my arms it's really sad saying that out loud goodness but I still cry daily I still have griefy days and I still have the jealous moments and I'm still very dark the humor is so so dark but I finally feel like I don't need to be understood by everyone I understand myself and our community and that permission has been liberating so thank you so much for what you are doing for our community you've helped me so much So I am still in early stages of grief. I mean, it's only been nine months. I'm going on 10 months since I lost my mother unexpectedly. Um, But I would say the first few months, you think you're going to be okay because you have so many things to do that you don't have a lot of time to sit and think. Now that's changed. Now I have time to think and remember and um it's also harder for me i was a caregiver for my mom for almost 30 years so i was with her every day did things for her every day we did everything together she was my best friend i was her best friend and now that's missing the glue to the family my best friend my mother my you know nana to my fur babies it's all gone and that's what's hard and like you know family get tired of hearing they get tired of hearing about it so it's nice to have others that are dealing with it to talk to and to hear their stories as well that's what helps me morning i just wanted to say a huge 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 thank you I actually had a drive from Bathurst really, really early this morning back to Sydney and I started listening to you guys a couple of months ago. I did happen to listen to both of the Signs um, episodes back to back and it was so funny. I lost my beautiful 16-year-old boy last year to suicide 
and it was so really uncanny that at the end of the first episode on signs that you guys were talking about no cap he constantly said that and I could never understand what he was talking about even though in the end I gathered what it meant it was just a really funny thing that I was listening to the episode about signs and then heard you say that also in the next episode about signs you guys were sort of having a laugh about Ibiza and that was the only place he ever wanted to go for his 21st birthday, which will be in a couple of years. As a family, we've all decided that he's not here and we're still going to go to Ibiza for his 21st. Um, I just, again, wanted to say thank you. I feel less alone. <laughs> Hi, Sal and Eam. I am responding to your story about how has our grief evolved. My father passed away the same year that your parents have also passed away. And you started up your page and it was just like perfect timing because you truly do feel alone when a parent dies and you don't have anyone close to you that can really understand what you're going through. I mean, they're there, you know got those friends and even family that are you know they'll be willing to listen to what you have to say and listen to how you feel but in reality unless you go through with it you can never understand what you go through when you lose a parent I mean even my spouse would have couldn't understand uh I mean even even that so uh very very blessed that you have to come up with a page for us who have been grieving the loss of our um, parents and even other um, people losing other loved ones. And uh, the question that you had posted was, how has our grief evolved? So it's been three years for me, and I believe as well as for you too. And I feel as if my grief bombs are not as frequent, although I do get them, but they're not as frequent. Um, I'm finding myself trying to live my life to the fullest. I'm trying to live like every day, like it may be my last um I feel like I'm doing that more than ever since my father passed away. Hi, Sal and Im. Congratulations on reaching your 100th episode. It's been amazing to see how far two of you have come since I tuned into that first episode a few years ago. My grief journey has been over seven years now, following the death of my wife from cancer. Um, much as I'd been supported in counseling bereaved individuals for many years prior, it uh, didn't give me a get-out-of-jail-free card that would bypass the grief. Uh, like anyone else, I still had to work through it. And as a widowed parent, I find those first couple of years hard. The uh, brain fog or the fog of grief was really tough. But um, as I became more familiar and comfortable with my grief, that, that eased and it eventually lifted. Um, most recently, as I hit the seven-year mark uh, of my wife's death, um, I hit what I call my seven-year itch in grief. The itch in my grief was related to memories. Um, with my with my wife feeling just much more distant, you know, vague or fuzzy or, or maybe even gone, you know, not nothing there. Um, so perhaps naively, I, I hadn't figured that I would still feel a new sense of loss at this point in my grief timeline. Um, but thankfully, I got through this new unexpected wave of grief, in part by it was helped by receiving some signs, um, which often appear, you know, when I'm at a low point in my grief. But all this just reinforces to me is the high grief really is a lifelong journey. It ebbs and flows and it changes and it evolves, but it's always going to be a companion in life. 
Hey guys, the Good Morning Podcast has honestly saved my life in so many different ways I could ever begin to describe. Last year, I began my journey through grief. I've never had to deal with grief in my life before and fast forward to now, I've lost four close friends and Honestly, your podcast has really helped me navigate grief and know about grief and know that I'm not alone and I'm just so, so thankful and it's been really, really helpful to navigate grief and to be able to know that I'm not alone and yeah, I'm just so thankful for that. Thank you. I think that um, one of the biggest things about my grief was feeling guilty about feeling so many things or maybe the days that I didn't remember that my dad had passed or that I didn't have all those emotions I felt guilty as well but knowing that other people felt the same um, really helped me and I was only able to get there through your podcast and then um, what helps me every morning when I get up is seeing the little um, support grief cards that I got from you girls and um, that is something that I will always look at and feel better about so thank you. Hi Sal, hi Em and hi to Australia. Um, I just wanted to record a voice message and thank you guys both so much for good morning and for all you do um with the podcast and also in general for us grievers. I started listening to your podcast um very shortly after my mom died and it just really, really helped me, first of all, feel like I'm not alone. I mean, we know that so many people are going through something similar, but I feel like hearing someone talk about their experiences just makes it so much more tangible and so much more helpful um, to also just hear what other people um, have gone through and what has helped them and, and how they're kind of moving forward. So yeah, just thank you very much. I really hope you guys keep doing this for a very, very long time. It's really helped me immensely and sending you guys all the best wishes. Hi, Im and Sal. I just immediately jumped at this opportunity to, to say thank you to you. Um, you have helped me just tremendously because my loss is fairly recent. My father died on June 2nd this year. And within two days of um, experiencing this, this worst moment in my life so far, I found your pod. And um, you just spoke so directly to my soul because um, I'm also in my early 30s and I think there's something very um, transitional and, and special about this moment um, in a life because one is already responsible and has certain things to do um, but at the same time is still very reliant on the parent on this idea of the parent being around for quite some time and when then that is sort of taken away from one I thought that the way you were speaking about this um just had um the I don't I just connected the most to it and um I think there's nothing else out there because um like like this what you're doing because other pots are not specifically focused on being in this 
um, stage of life of, of having grown up, but still, um, you know, uh, needing a parent. So thank you. Thank you so much for your podcast. Uh, it was very helpful, especially at the beginning. Uh, although I still follow your page. I lost my mom about three years and a half ago, very suddenly. I don't know why she died. She was found at home uh, on the floor. Um, and yeah, that's 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 very hard and still nowadays. I'm an expat in the Netherlands. I live here for five years and I lost my mom in this period. Um, very hard, uh, not having many friends. And you know, not much family, being a bit isolated. My boyfriend who I met since hasn't uh, experienced uh, such uh, grief. Um, I'd be happy to hear if there are any listeners that uh, that are based in Europe, the Netherlands, and uh, are looking for uh, friends, new friends with similar story. I mean, at least some grief, because I think uh, through grief we change a lot. And um, I think it's easier to... to to connect and to feel listened and to listen to people that have experienced something that that resembles a bit our story um i'm very i'd be very glad to hear um and 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 meet uh, new friends that are that have such a story um yeah so please if you hear me and and live in the netherlands let me know yeah let know silent him and they will let you know thank Hi, I just wanted to um, say a massive thank you. After losing my dad two and a half years ago, my world turned upside down. I found myself in a really dark place um, and I struggled to find anyone who understood where I was at. I've got two children myself and um, I will admit I have struggled um, struggle to continue in a world where my dad doesn't exist. Even though I do have really, really, really bad days, um, griefy days, and I definitely have griefy face, um, the aging process has been sped up overnight. That is, um, that is real. But I just want to say a massive thank you, um, because without the community that you're building and without you guys I don't know where I would have turned to um I get I mean there's days where I've gone out on runs and just listened to your podcast and just cried um so yeah I want to say a massive thank you um for being there and um almost being a friend to me thank you Hi guys, I just wanted to say that I lost my oldest sister in February of 2023 and grief can feel like such a lonely experience even with your family that lost that person. Everyone's experience is so individual that it can feel really isolating but you guys had a few episodes that you did specifically centered around siblings and grief and the affirmations you gave and the way you made me feel like my grief was something that I could wrap my head around and understand and that there were other people dealing with the exact same kind of things that I was feeling made me feel so much less alone. So I just want to say thank you for doing all that you do. Um, and I hope you guys continue to just crush it. 
Hi ladies, I just wanted to share with y'all how much this podcast has helped me feel so much less alone and understood. Um, This was the first place that helped me after losing my mom to suicide last year. Um, You guys have helped me understand suicide loss and just feel like I'm not alone. Um, And I've shared this podcast with a bunch of people in my life and it has helped every single one of us. You guys are so, so important. Uh, We appreciate y'all and we love you. Thank you so much for the space you hold um, for those of us a part of this community we never wanted to be a part of. When my grandpa died in May, it felt like time had stopped. It still sometimes feels like that. But your podcast and things like your podcast and following you on Instagram and seeing things while I'm living my day-to-day life, telling me that it's fine to feel the way that I feel and to not make me feel like I'm overreacting or taking too long to let it go. It makes me feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be without having to give it up, without having to give him up. And that's important to me. I love that I found your podcast when I needed it the most. You guys have kind of been there for my journey, and I'm really appreciative of that. Thank you. Hi, Selenim. I lost my mom suddenly in January of this year. She had a brain aneurysm and died suddenly and unexpectedly at 63 when I was 29. I have never experienced grief before. And I also had a very good and uncomplicated relationship with my mom. And in the depths of that confusion, I desperately sought out resources and I found yours. And I listened to your intro episodes And it was the first time in days that I felt understood and that I felt a sense of comfort and hearing how you both were able to move forward and embrace the pain gave me immense inspiration and It has been an important part of my healing ever since. Thank you so much for what you do, and congrats on 100 episodes. Hi. Just to say, before I found your podcast, Salon Im, I was just completely lost. I'd um, lost my mum incredibly suddenly. She had a heart attack in front of me, and um, I just didn't really understand the journey that's grief. And... Everything, everything you guys said really hit a nerve with me. And I cannot thank you enough for putting this podcast on. It was just a a lifesaver. And I will be forever truly, truly grateful 
from a little town in Hemel Hempstead in Hertfordshire. I thank you both from the bottom of my heart. This is the cutest thing ever. Um, it's Kelly. Hi. I just wanted to say, um, not only has your podcast helped me, it gave me a platform to talk about a type of grief that not many people talk about and that when I started to experience it, there was nothing about. And I cannot explain what a delight it has been so to watch your podcast grow and see all the things you guys are doing. I just could not love you anymore. I recommend you to everybody who I meet who is going through loss or anticipatory grief. And I just think you are the best humans ever and I love you. See you later. Hey, Salanim. Thank you so much for everything you've done. I found the Good Morning podcast uh, from Calling Griefline and it being recommended from a counsellor. I lost my sole dog, Baxter, when I was only two weeks postpartum with my second son. And the pain has been excruciating. It is by far the worst thing that has ever happened to me his death was quite traumatic and um, very sudden and it still (laughs) evidently tears me apart but finding your podcast has helped me so much I have never experienced grief before and didn't know where to turn but finding the two of you has just been so good um for my mental health so thank you so much hi Salonim. um it's laura from liverpool england um my stage of grief is i'm really missing my brother i just want to hug him and tell him i love him and i really regret the last phone call that i had yeah i'm just i'm just really missing him he died january of this year um but i also want to say thank you to him because listening to the episode where she talks about how she felt like it was her fault over him over your mom M sorry um I feel like I felt like it, it was my or still feel like it was my fault over my brother but I'm learning to come to terms with that um and it's making me feel like I'm not alone in that so I want to say a massive thank you and and I just want to say how much the podcast is really really helping me so yeah thank you um and yeah just thank you you guys are like the sisters I don't have during my grief um my grief makes my family uncomfortable because um losing my mum was felt like losing a part of myself um and that makes everyone uncomfortable. Um, thank God for you guys normalising this crazy experience. Um, I honestly feel like I know you guys and, yeah, thanks so much for holding space for hardship. Hi, Sal and M. So my name's Aaron and I live in Pennsylvania um, and your podcast has really helped me through a lot of tough times and been such a great resource for me. Um, so my story actually I lost my mom to glioblastoma, which is an aggressive form of brain cancer, and that was about four years ago now. Um, And it actually is the reason that I met my now fiancé. So we met because her mom had passed away about a year and a half before to ocular melanoma, which is a um, form of eye cancer. 
and I had reached out because I didn't really know who else to talk to or had a similar experience as me. So um, I reached out to her and we just started talking. And now almost five years later, we're getting married in less than a year. So it does get better. There is always a silver lining. Sometimes you have to find it, but um, sometimes you get a little push from your uh, from your loved one. Hi, Sal. Hi, Em. It's Jill. I haven't been in the community lately, which is a good thing. Um, but when my mum passed away in April 2020, you were both just starting the podcast then and it helped me so much. I would listen to every single word that you put on the pod and I devoured your book and even now I look on your Insta and just seeing your faces instantly make me happy. Some days I have my really down days. Some days I have my really good days. Some days I have the grief bombs and pull out the box, put the music on, the videos on. But those days I find are getting less and less and I am yeah, dealing with it, but living with it, I guess. Um, I'm constantly looking out for signs. The, there's been a white feather at my back door for weeks. We've had wind, rain, everything, and that white feather <clears throat> is still pristine and it's still stuck to my back door and everyone in the household knows not to move that feather. <laughs> anyway, thanks. Congratulations on the 100 episodes. Bye. Hi, Sal and M. This is Fab. Um, and I started listening to your podcast um, when after I lost my daughter, Camille. Um, she unfortunately was only able to live for six days. So of course, the months after um, were the hardest days of my life and still very much so are. Um, but I found your, thankfully, I found your podcast about one month after my daughter passed. Um, and it was at the exact time that my husband also had to go back to work and I hated being alone. So I started listening to your podcast and very quickly you guys became my friends. Um, I set the goal every day to do two things, go to yoga and listen to one of your podcast episodes. I started all the way from the beginning and made my way up. And thanks to you, I have learned so much about my grief and how to, you know, process it. Um, I've also sent so many of your episodes to my friends and family who are trying to understand and trying to support me. And they have learned so much from you. Now that I'm fully caught up on all your episodes, um, I am six months into my grief. And so now I keenly await for your new episodes. And you're really helping me as I kind of ease back into my day to day life. I send it in. I'll try and get through this without crying. I've been trying to record this a few times now. I lost my mum quite suddenly end of May this year. So I'm coming up to five months next week. So I'm still very new to this. This feels like a dream. Um, I still can't understand it. I thought I knew what grief was. Into funerals, lost grandparents, but this is something else. So deep, so consuming. And it's affecting me in ways I never thought grief could do to you, even physically. So it's knocked me off my feet. And it can be the most loneliest experience. 
even though I have people around me, I have a supporting partner, my siblings are going through the same thing, probably dealing with it very differently. So it can be so lonely. And the five steps of grief was the first thing I saw when Googling online. And he wasn't really giving me any support. And then I found you girls and I instantly felt connected. I felt they really understand what I'm going through. I'm not going mad. Everything I'm feeling is normal. And I just want to thank you so much for everything you've given me. The support, the comfort, just, I'm not going mad. And I just wanted to thank you, thank you. Um, because the work you're doing is priceless and you're helping so many people, including myself. So thank you so much. Sal and M, hey, goodness, Good Morning has helped me for several years. Just the way you guys infuse such honesty and hope and a lot of humor in the midst of all of it means the world, not just to me, but to others who have been through lots of really hard things. Anyway, wishing and hoping for great blessing for you guys as you continue helping people around the world. Holy dooly, if you have made it this far in this episode, thank you so much. There really are no words for the gratitude and the love that we both feel listening to every single one of those messages. I don't think the impact that our pod has made on so many of you will ever truly sink in, will it, Sal? It absolutely won't. And guys, it just means so much to us to hear that the pod is helping you in such a deep way and Honestly, I'm just blown away. Absolutely blown away. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's it's because of you all that we've even reached 100 episodes, isn't it? And so mm-hmm. thank you to everyone who has tuned in along the way. Just thank you so much because Good Morning wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for you guys. And to everyone who has sent us a DM telling us how much Good Morning has helped you. We see every single one and thank you as well. And also to every single one of you that's bought our book, that's bought our affirmation cards, that's even just shared the pod with someone that they know. All of these things have helped us continue to do this work. So thank you for supporting us in what we're doing as well. It means so much. And I promise that we're going to be soaking up all of your words and carrying them forward in every single thing that we do from here on out. We absolutely will. And we absolutely, you know, I think Good Morning has become so much more than a podcast since we started, hasn't it, Im? You know, it's become an amazing, supportive community. It's a movement. It's a place where we can change and normalise the narrative around grief. And it's our turn to thank you all for being here because we really wouldn't be able to do this without your love and support. So to all of our regular listeners and to Beth, Kelly, Jill, David, Kat and all of the other incredible people who we've connected with over the years but haven't met in person yet and I say yet yeah (laughs) thank you for your kind words oh you guys are absolutely everything and I I loved hearing your voices like people that we like messaged with for years and then just hearing your voices it's just been such a treat for both of us and we're gonna need a minute I think to come back from this how's our Oscar speech Sal (laughs) So, so good. You're giving Gwenny a run for her money. I can tell you that. Oh, look out. Um, <laughs> I like to thank uh, me, me dead mum. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh. Um, guys, we're going to be taking a break from the pod over Christmas, but we will be back in February for season eight, and we are dropping a special bonus 
a bonus, a special bonus. <laughs> bonus, mate. Look out. We're off in a bonus episode, mate. No, we're dropping a special <laughs> bonus episode around how the F to get through Christmas because we know it's a really big one for you all and a lot of you are going to be looking for some extra support. So very similar format to this. So stay tuned. That's coming in December. In the meantime, keep an eye out as we are about to launch our brand new website and we have got some incredible offerings for you all that take community to the next level you guys are what you're going to want to get involved you're going to want to know more in so bloody excited for this also don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter because sal is always very busy punching out really special newsletters for you all and big news we know that community and connection are so important to you all so we are very excited to announce that we will be launching a good morning membership very soon you are going to want to be a part of it. So sign up to our wait list to be the first to find out when it launches. Links to all of these things can be found in the podcast show notes. So just go and check it out in there. But we've got some bloody exciting things in store. This is not the end of Good Morning. It feels like the very beginning. That is so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not the end. No. Um, we are yeah, we're ramping things up for you guys next year. There's going to be more um, offerings, more opportunity really to connect with others in the grief community on a deeper level more peer support more connection more conversations so stay with us on the journey and thank you for everyone who's been on the journey so far we bloody love you guys thanks for helping us get to 100 episodes we're going to stop now because we could bang on forever (laughs) another 200 in one episode (laughs) until next time guys we love you love you guys bye 